Welcome to Borderline, my friends, your new favourite podcast. I am podcasting's Danny Buckler, your host for the next whatever it's going to be. Talking about whatever I'm going to talk about and well aware that I've got about 30 seconds left before I lose 90% of you. So if you're watching on YouTube, please, if you haven't already, hit subscribe, hit like and hit the bell. The bell's the key. Even if you don't watch the thing, just hit like. Help me out, mate. Help me beat the algorithms, the demon of the algorithms. That is the bane of my life. It is a demon. It represses me. And how does one banish a demon? Via a banishing ritual. And what more powerful, even, banishing ritual than that of hitting the subscribe, like, and share options. And the final coup de gras, the bell. The notification bell. That's the key to beat this bastard. So, how you been? Three weeks since your last borderline. Massive apologies. Not going to go into it, but been a little bit poorly. Been in and out of hospital. Nothing serious. Absolutely nothing serious. But a lot of tests. One of them. A lot of going in for tests and coming out and waiting for tests and getting more tests. And, oh, draining. Draining to a body. More draining than the thing itself. Which is not serious. Not trying to get sympathy. Absolutely perfectly fine, I am. Hmm. But in a lot of discomfort, but nothing that can't be fixed. And I've also been out and about. I've been working, so I've not been that bad. And uh, and I've been on retreat. Let me tell you about this, my borderline friends. Let me tell you where I've been. I've been up in the hills of Yorkshire on a retreat organised by the Chakra Rooms. Now, what's a Chakra Room? I will tell you what a Chakra Room is. It's not a room in my house. I wish it was. That'd be lovely. Wake up in the morning. Ooh, quick stretch. Make my coffee in the kitchen. Take some light exercise on the veranda. A little yoga to greet the dawn on the patio before. A little tai chi on my decking. Then make my way back indoors to relax in my chakra room. Where I can just sit surrounded by my crystals and my other chakra paraphernalia. No, it's not that. I wish it was. It's not the chakra rooms. It's a venue, if that's the right word for it. I don't know what to call it. It's a venue, it's a place in Ramsbottom, the creation of the genius Samantha Whittaker, who is a friend of mine and was a friend of uh, my friend Stevens and is a brilliant person. She's created this thing. I mean, this is genuine, like, manifesting. She's created this this community, this hub, this venue in Ramsbottom, the Chakra Rooms, which is essentially um, rooms. <laughs> But very beautiful ones that are designed and laid out perfectly for all your holistic health needs. So you've got like Tai Chi classes in there. You can have yoga classes in there, Pilates classes in there, but also private treatment rooms off to the side, massage therapists, people of this nature. Reiki's a big thing there. I think Sam's a Reiki person. Um, and she's created all this and the community around it and, and genuinely manifest, like not from any kind of... You know, from genuine manifesting, not the not the secret or any of that bullshit where you're the, the something for nothing school of self-help where you just sit on your couch and imagine you've got a new car and it apparently appears on your driveway. No, she's but she made just a bit of that, a bit of intention setting, I'm sure, but then put in the work, done the put in the shift, met the universe halfway, and done what needs to be done to create this thing. You know, and like all people that have created something, oh you're lucky having that. It's just luck, isn't it? Of course it's not luck, it's graft. And she has grafted and it's paid off. She's now got a beautiful community around her. Lovely, lovely people that go to the chakra rooms for the various events. And then once a couple of times a year, they go on retreat up into Yorkshire, which is where I've been this, this, this weekend just gone. 
Oh, I loved every second of it as well. Not what I was expecting. <laughs> I was going there to speak. I was going there to deliver a bit of the old uh, Danny Taoist wisdom. Talk about, you know, these matters that I sometimes talk about, that I touch on. You know, I'm very into me. Oh, I'm a deeply spiritual man. No, but I'm very into me awareness, me non-duality, Taoism, Zen, that, that side of things. Um, the right side of mental. Um, not knocking anyone else's thing, but, you know, it all works, but it does all work. But, you know, you want to see a real doctor sometimes as well. So I was going there to speak, to do my little, a little, I did a couple of hours on the, uh, the Friday, a couple of hours, no, about three hours on the Friday and another hour on the Saturday. That was my little contribution to the affair. Now, now, with, with retreats, they're a weird thing. See, I, I've done retreats before, but they've always been specifically doing something specific, like a Zen retreat. You go away to the Zendo, wherever it happens to be, and you sit Zazen. That's what you do. You do Zen. You sit Zazen. You do walking practice. You eat in a Zen manner. You get your 15 minutes a day with the teacher. And um, that's what you're doing. You're Zen, you know, or Vipassana retreats. You go away, you do Vipassana for your seven days, your 15 days, or like a casino retreat which I haven't done. I would like to do one of those. Um, but you go away and do your thing. Or a Tai Chi retreat. I've done a Tai Chi retreat as well. We went away and just did Tai Chi for four days straight. But this was much looser in its in its structuring. <laughs> there was no plan, so to speak. Things just sort of happened. But there was a plan, but it was very loose. You know, it was a very, very Taoist, actually. Very Taoist in its, you know, creation. There was a... A light plan to be followed, but you could go off on tangents. Basically, this podcast, you know, not too tight, not too loose. That was a thing. There was a great, there's a Buddhist story about. Yes, a Buddha was sitting, the historical Buddha, Prince um, Siddhartha, was sitting under the Bodhi tree trying to work out his thing. Like, you know, if I'm so rich, why aren't I happy? But was the gist. And why is there suffering in the world? I want the answers and I want to sort this all out and create my thing. And he was sitting under the Bodhi tree and he overheard a farmer. Um, I think it was a farmer. And it depends who's telling the story. But the, the, the guy was tying off some a bundle of hay or something. And he was explaining to his young lad that he was teaching. This is how you do it. You see, if you do it too tight, it pings out all over the option. You do it too loose, it falls apart. So not too tight, not too loose. And Buddha heard that. He goes, ah, that's how I should approach my concentration practice. I've been too tight and it's getting me nowhere. I'm just staring. Not too tight, not too loose. And then one becomes the breath and rides it into the higher realms of jhana. What is jhana? It's a state you go into if you concentrate for long enough. No time to go into it here. It's a deep study, but give it a look if that's your interest. So, off I go to the wilds of Yorkshire for this not too tight, not too loose gathering. First of all, the venue's beautiful. It's up in the hills. You've got a beautiful mountain to sort of look at and do your meditating on. But you're in this lovely kind of, I don't know what you would call it, big farmhouse type affair. Different rooms for people to sleep in. Big, big room for the event to happen in. Gorgeous. And not too remote. It was within sight of a garage. And I like that. I'm all for getting away from the city. But I like to be at least in sight of a shell. You know, I want or a Waitrose. I want to be able to get, you know, I want to be able to get a nice coffee in the morning. I want to be able to, you know, I want to know that there's petrol just over there if I need it. I don't like being, you know, one of those remote shacks like with the wind blowing. You pull up in the middle of the night. Jesus. There's any chance of us not getting murdered. 
like you've just arrived in an Amazon Prime horror film where the guy that runs the guy that gives you the keys is also the guy that runs the cult behind the back. You know, <laughs> every Amazon Prime horror film, it's a cult because it's cheaper to do a cult than a werewolf. You know, a cult's easy enough. A few sheets and some flowers for your hair. A werewolf, got to spend a few quid, haven't you, on CGI or rubber. Either way, it's costing. So I get there and, you know, it's, it's a lovely place. It's like, I love that quote from Withdale and I, like, those are windows that faces look in. It was a bit like that, a bit like that, but very comfy. I've got a shower and a toilet, so I'm happy. You know, that's what you don't want in a retreat, be out there digging a hole. So gorgeous place. And the retreatees, I met a few of them. Not all, though. Lovely, beautiful group of people. Like the, the, the theme was raise your vibration, higher, raise your frequency was the theme that Sam gave it. And my frequency raised the second I turned up just by being greeted by this wonderful group of um, of women and a couple of blokes, one of which was me, but basic, but mainly women, but a wonderful, just a, a wonderful collective of people all really into their thing and happy to be there and happy to see you. And oh, lovely, lovely, lovely times before it even started. Oh, that was very much the vibe. Loose women meets Deepak Chopra. Which is what you want. It's fun. I mean, th these things get so ponderous and heavy sometimes. You see some of the speakers, like the non-duality speakers in particular, it's like, for some reason, when you achieve this, the ancient state, when you realise what it's all made of, apparently you've got to drop your personality and start talking like a very, very serious kind of, and it's this, and it's not that. And you can't have a laugh or fun. This is serious. We're serious spiritual people now. You know, this was a riot. Great fun. So we started the event. We had a cacao ceremony. Now, what's cacao? I hear you cry. Cacao is hot chocolate. Right? <laughs> That's literally what it is. But it's very, very pure hot chocolate. You buy it on Holland and Barrett. I mean, it's not cheap. You can get ceremony grade on Amazon. But it's... um. All from the Chakra Room's Ram's Bottom. Why am, I even, why am I plugging Amazon? The Chakra Room sell it. Go direct to the source. I think she sells it. If I'm mistaken, I'm mistaken. They do sell the very best incense you'll ever smell as well. I'm a connoisseur of the incense. My, my friend Stephen got me into it 20-something years ago, more than. I used to, when I used to go and see him in London, I'd go and see my friend Stephen. The Barefoot Doctor was his writing name. And... Um, you go up the hill where he lived in Hampstead. He was in a basement flat in Hampstead. You go up the hill. You could smell this incense from the bottom of the hill. Literally, every flat could smell his incense. He liked it thick and heavy. And then you go down the stairs into his basement flat and it get really, really strong. You open the door. Jeez, I mean, it was like, God, is someone burning incense around here? He'd open the door to greet you. Hey, man, come in. There'd be like 15 sticks of it in the doorway. Just ooh, bellowing the smoke. You left smelling of it for a week. But I love the smell. It smells of 60s London, you know. It smells of Ronnie Lang and Terence Stamp and all those cool people. I just imagine all their places. Ooh, what a lovely smell. And his incense was, um, you can't get it anywhere. You can only get it from the corner shop where he lived. It's not special incense. It's just that this corner shop happened to do it. It was basically Nug Shumper, but a particularly strong stick, golden incense stick. But the best I've smelt since that, the Shaka Room's Ram's Bottom. Hit them up for a bit of incense. No no commercial association with this podcast. Just plug in the quality. 
So this cacao ceremony. Now, apparently it's, it's, the, the way it's introduced, this is a plant medicine. Now, I mean, you know, it ain't ayahuasca. You know what I mean? You're not going to trip balls on this stuff. You're not going to hallucinate. You're not going to, it's plant medicine. Everything's a plant medicine now. Do you know what I mean? It's like suddenly, you know, <laughs> I mean, it was just weed. Now it's a plant medicine, guys. Um, ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. I went out and took the shaman's plant medicine. I went out to Peru and with a, a genuine ayahuasca there. And uh, we took the plant medicine and then we purged. You know, because ayahuasca is basically this shaman's tea that tastes like a troll's arsehole. And you choke down this brew and hold it down as long as you can, which in my case ain't long. Not that I've done it. And then um, you bath everywhere because <laughs> you can't not. And then as soon as you do that, this trip happens, but there's easier ways. <laughs> Breathing's one. And then uh, basically most people that do ayahuasca, do ayahuasca to tell you about the fact they do ayahuasca. It's the new vegan thing. You know, if someone's died, done ayahuasca, you'll soon find out without asking them. It will soon be segued into the conversation. It's like, you know, back in the day when Joe Rogan couldn't go 10 minutes without bringing DMT up. And thank God he did. Oh, I love those early Rogan podcasts. They were the best ones. I love it now, but... I'm Team Rogan. Anyway, this is this cacao is supposed to be a plant medicine, and it's really strong hot chocolate. So Sam's going to run a ritual like a, a cacao ceremony. Now I've done drunk cacao socially, and um, it's lovely. I mean, what happens is you get a very nice warm body buzz, and you feel a bit tingly all over. It's very nice. There's no trip. You know, you're not stoned even. I mean, you could drive. You could do anything you want to do on it. But um, but there is an effect. You do feel a nice warmth. But all these things, it's set and setting. When you ritualize something, you make it 20 times more potent. For real, seriously. Like if you ritualize, let's say, cannabis, if you ritualize it, you can you can get these wonderful effects but beyond just smoking it and monging out. And all you've changed is it's the same weed, but you've just changed the context by ritualizing it, by setting it up differently, by having a different set and setting going in. And it was like that with this cacao because Sam ran a ceremony which made it more powerful. Just, just the fact of ritualizing it made it more powerful. She's She's laid out some stuff on the floor. I don't know what any of it means because it's not a ritual that I'm familiar with. But she does and she's leading it. There's some crystals and there's some flowers and some herbs and things. Nice incense going. <laughs> Again, we come up the stairs. We, we get smudged as we're going in the room like proper, you know, we're in the Andes now. Um, she's, you know, we get cleaned. Our auras get clean. We go in. We sit in a circle. They bring in this cacao. This the shaman's horlicks. There it is, bubbling away with chocolatey goodness. And a bit of maple syrup, because it is a bitter brew. Very nice, but it is bitter. She dishes out the mugs of this cacao. We sit around. We, she tells us all about this plant medicine. Plant medicine. But yeah, and we, we drink it. And it's delicious. And she's guiding us through a thing. And, and I tell you what, powerful stuff. Big shit, like you feel your heart open. You know, it was odd. It was nice. And everyone shared what makes their heart open. I shared my own personal one. I shan't bore you with it now, but I was up for a bit of sharing. Why not? In for a penny. I'm there. Let's offload. We all shared and we bonded. It was nice. Everyone's bonding around this 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 hot chocolate. Lovely. Lovely way to start things off. And Sam knows what she's doing with the guiding and that. Mm. 
So that was beautiful. Everyone shared hearts, right? We had a little dance, dancing in the morning. Why should dancing be saved for the evening? Dance all day, says I. Whenever you feel down, nothing better than a bit of a boogie. Oh, you'll see me in here <laughs> when the camera's off, moving and grooving. No one looking. And uh, yeah, that was the first thing. And then we segued from that into luck. Oh, catering's very important on a retreat. And this was catered well. Oh, worth it for the grub alone. Jesus. Right, I've been gypped by retreat food before. I went to my friend Stephen's Tai Chi retreat out in Jeb's Farm in the north of Wales. That was a much more remote affair. Um, and that was, it was beautiful. We're going back 20 years here. And pity the poor buggers. Yeah, because we were on this hill. The idea was, we, he did the tai, it was a Tai Chi retreat. He basically spent the whole weekend doing Tai Chi, talking about Tai Chi, learning the Tai Chi. And how he set it up was, he was on a sort of a raised platform at the front. There's about 20 people, 25 people. He's on a raised platform at the front. And in the back two corners, you've got me on a raised platform and our friend Anthony on a raised platform. So the idea is, as you're doing the Tai Chi, you flow, you're watching Stephen, but in Tai Chi, like his form, you're turning. So when you turn, rather than having to crank your neck to see what he's doing, as you turn, you you can always have somebody in your line of sight who knows it. So you can pick it up. So you'd, And you flow and then you, you can always see someone. And I pity the poor buggers when they got to me because like you're flowing. Stephen's doing the thing. He's flowing. You flow. The, and there's Anthony. He picks it up. You're following Anthony. Anthony turns, you turn, and you go from these very graceful Tai Chi men to me on the back right corner, looking like a pelican trying to take off, flapping my arms about, trying to work out where I am. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to keep an eye on them. Like, oh, God. And then they walk, because they can see me. They're copying what I'm doing. They think that's the form, this kind of weird, jerky, whoa, where am I? My arm's moving about. I don't know what I'm doing, mate. Come on, turn that back to him. I'm lost. I'm lost. There are some very there are some Tai Chi players out there right now doing a very weird form, and that's on my head. And I apologise. I tried my best, but the catering on that one, Jesus, this this. Oh, we're going to get a local lady to do the catering. Or oh, do we have to go on then? Right. So we've got a local lady doing the catering for it. She turns up. Oh, this bag of twigs straight away when someone looks like oh whatever you've been eating, I don't want it. If that's the result, you know. We're sort of laughing and joking. What have you made us? You know, I'm, she's turned up with these Tupperware boxes. So straight away, I'm like looking at them thinking, that ain't gonna, that's one meal, mate. That ain't going to feed these 25 people for a weekend. That's one meal I'm looking at there. But I'm, you know, keeping my counsel. She's getting out these Tupperware boxes with all the grubbing. And I'm like, oh, wow, what, what we got here then, eh? <laughs> Some sarnies and all that. No, no, no. I've, I prepared, I prepared vegetables. Right, is there any, anything else going on? Any, any ham? Anything to give it a bit of purchase? I've just prepared vegetables. I've prepared a, a combinations of vegetables in combination. So salad? No, vegetables. So not salad, just combinations of vegetables. Special combinations of vegetables. She lays out this swill. Oh my God, you're looking at it, you're thinking, oh, there's, there's nothing to give you any kind of... Nothing to sink your teeth into, do you know what I mean? A slice of ham would have saved the day. A block of cheese, none of that. Vegetables. Like carrots and beetroots and... You know, it's just... You know, when you basically... I've got to survive for a weekend now on side dishes. Oh, Jesus. Not even any bread. 
So I lasted one meal, like one lunch, and it was like everyone else is, oh, of course, the attendees are loving it. Oh, this is fabulous. Oh, oh, oh. oh it's the, the combinations of vegetables. I can feel it doing me good. Oh, oh, oh. I can feel it doing me good. And I'm like, my guts are growling. I'm fantasizing about a kebab. There was no just eat then, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, Jesus. And eventually it got like the second day. I was ravenous. And uh, thank the sweet Lord in his heavens. Um, me, Stephen, the nurse, and I think maybe uh, Jag, we all kind of went, oh, should we go for a... Was he there, Jag? Yes, I think he was. He was, yeah. Let's go and... Um, oh, we're going to go... Just going to go for... Uh, on this on this break, you guys take your own time to go through your Tai Chi and sort it out. We're going to go and realign our, our Dantians over the hill there and got in the, got in the car, <laughs> in the town, found a pizza hut. Yeah, large meat feast, mate. Double pepperoni. Bring and, and, Yeah, yes, to the garlic bread. With the cheese, right? With the cheese. Garlic bread with cheese. And there's any chicken wings. Sweet. A couple of rounds of them and all. Get nom, 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 nom. Get it all done. Oh, never felt so satisfied in my life. Shoved all the leavings in a box. Yeah, we'll have that tonight at midnight when no one's looking. Back up to the retreat centre. Okay, guys. Hope you're all feeling vibed up with your vegetables. Let's do some Tai Chi. So, but this retreat, oh, no issues there with the grub. Superb foodstuffs, big fat lasagnas. Ooh, them fancy French potatoes with the cheese on. Oh, God, the woman can, Sam can cook like an angel. Proper food, oh, replete with nourishment. But also coma food, like the first night at the meal, my head was hitting the desk. Exhausted. Fair's fair, it's a seven-hour drive. So, yeah, we had the cacao ceremony Decent, solid lunches, and I did my bit for a couple of hours. It's not for me to discuss what I taught. I leave that to the subjective experience of those in attendance. And then and then Tai Chi as well. Brilliant Tai Chi. We had a Tai Chi guy come up. An amazing man, Scott Broadhurst. Brilliant Tai Chi teacher. And I've, I've not... So I haven't trained it. I've done Tai Chi. I do Tai Chi most days. I do a lot of things. You know, I do my little movements and my Jigong. And, um, but I've not trained in it since Stephen died. Stephen taught me Tai Chi and he, since he died, I've not really, no one else has really taught me anything. I've just done my own thing on my own, you know, with regards to that. And I do love Tai Chi very much. I mean, I, I, I'm willing to acknowledge, uh, before we get into the whole UFC versus Tai Chi versus boxing versus the, which is the best for fighting, but I give not a shit, right? I'm well aware Tai Chi is not going to save my life in a fight in a pub with a nutter, right? I don't do it for that. I've never had a, I don't want to have a fight. I do, I do it because I like the flow. I like the movement. I like getting into my thing. And, I, and the Tai Chi I do now, most of it, is, is pretty much improvised. It comes out of nothing and goes back to the same place. A bit like this podcast. You know, I'm trying to tune into the, 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 the bigger picture, the Tao itself, the absolute. And I let it move me. God, that sounds pretentious. I let it move me. I'm like Lindsay Kemp teaching David Bowie how to dance or, or Kate Bush. But um, I just like the flow. I like how it feels. So I've not had a formal Tai Chi lesson in many a year. And Scott is the man. We were doing these very, these very simple forms, standing like a tree. And, he had, and I did it the way I was taught to do it, which is from the, the Yang style. And he's from the Chen style. And he showed me the Chen way of doing it. And you know, someone's like, who knows what they're doing is, is adjusting your posture. And you already feel a flood of energy flowing to all the right places because your alignment is now correct. You're right with your spine, but you're right with the earth, and you're right with the. You're like you're. Oof, that's how you're supposed to stand. You know you're there. It turns on the presence. 
Beautiful stuff. Yeah, he's a great teacher, man, and a proper bloke as well. Like, there's no faff with him. It's all right, you know, proper Yorkshire, you know, beautiful, in tune with it, with the Dow, but got that, you know, direct northern way of delivering the message. Let's not piss about. We're doing this now. Brilliant with it. Brilliant with it. Great guide. Made it all really, really clear. Taught me the eight brocades as well, which is a Jigong form. I've been desperate to learn for years. I've taught myself off YouTube, that one. <laughs> Show me how to do it properly, though. Oh, you can feel it. That's the stuff. That'll get put the airs on your chest and get you up in the morning. That and a mug of cacao. Bit of uh, G-Gung, bit of eight brocades, bit of cacao. You're set for the week, mate, let me tell you. So we did all day on the Saturday, pretty much. Taught us all the G-Gung movements and all the forms. And it was just a cracking time, but just... Coming together, people sharing, meditating, swapping stories, ideas. It was a, a lovely three days in a beautiful location. Then the last night was a party. That's where it got scary because it was a white party that I didn't realise. So I've my only white garment is a white shirt. I thought I'd get away with that. So I come in and the, the room's been dressed for this party. Lights, food, music, incense. And they all come in and they're all wearing these white dresses with the white flowery the white floral headpieces and I've got to be honest my first thought was midsummer you know this is all getting a little bit kind of sacrificial now they're building a fire out the back to throw their negative ideas into they've all dressed up like you know it's summer season flowers in there and I'm stood there like looking at the other two blokes thinking have we been fattened up for the kill here is that how this goes am I about to what was in that cacao am I about to like, am I about to pass out and then wake up sewn into a bearskin like, is that how this goes? <laughs> I met Summer's a hell of a film. I remember the night I went to see that. Oh, that was a happy time. That was a happy time. Anyway. Anyway, that was the retreat. Sam did it well, man. They all did it well. Beautiful people. Great venue. Check it out. The, the Shack Rooms have got a Facebook page and all sorts. Get, come on one. Go on one. Massive value in that. They're very welcoming, very warm group of people. I really enjoyed it. That was the story of Danny and the retreat. What are we doing for time here? Oh, we're on the time. That's the, that's time. The retreat has eaten up the entire episode. There you go. That's where I've been. But I'm back on it now, my friends. My, my health concerns are pretty much drifting away now, hopefully. So I'll be able to do this more on the regular. Again, nothing serious. Don't No need to make donations. Just, you know, it's just, just a minor thing that happens when you... A human being on earth. Subscribe to this channel. Subscribe to this podcast. Keep coming back, my friends. Um, what else can I tell you? Not a lot, really. I'll see you next week, though. Or maybe even sooner than that, as I try and make up for lost time. Till then, till the very next borderline. Take care. <laughs> Good luck. I've got no idea how to finish this. Bye. <laughs>